thing to thing for the developers to test, you know, as a persistent server, Pevern, sure. even if only for a month. Pevern, you're going to get my answer that everybody hates in the community, which they call me a tease <laughs> for. Be like, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I can't we'll confirm see. or deny anything. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny if I even know anything about that or, right. or anything at all. And people are just like, we hate you. And maybe like, but I'd be really excited if I were you guys. Just just right. say. The way forward had been cleared, but what lied in front of them was just starting to come into focus. The Pathfinders began to make out the points ahead. As soon as they stopped, they looked forward, saw a path that would begin to reveal itself. A new chapter in their journey would soon begin, and they stood eagerly looking forward. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I am your host, Phoenix, a.k.a. Simorg, and I am joined by my returning Pathfinders, Daedalus. Hello, everyone. How you doing, Daedalus? It's been a minute, homie. Uh, oh, yeah. Hanging uh, in there. Man, I know. we got some stuff to talk about today. We also have two faces that have been on the show, but not at the same time. We'll start with uh, Plate. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. How's it going? Pretty good, man. And Tavern Side Gaming. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. Thank you again for the uh, the invitation to come along for this yeah. journey today. So before we begin or dig in too deep to our conversation today, got to give a big shout out to all those Imperial Flames, people that support this show, this community financially, both you know here on Twitch, YouTube, all the places, man. It's greatly appreciated. And also a shout out to asheshq.com, the home of this podcast. And uh, man, we've got some stuff and things to talk about today. Well, the biggest thing to talk about is what? Um, oh, I don't know. The creative director's letter got delayed a week. Uh, came out a lot, like just two days ago on Friday, right? And of course, if you don't know, you should go yes, check sir. it out. So we're on the website, <laughs> news format right there. Um, before we dig in, though, man, I mean, on the scale of meh to oh my fucking God, man, I can't handle how excited I am about what number. We'll say meh is about a one and tens like, oh, my God. Anyway, you get the point. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you say y'all are at, man? Well, you know. I guess I'll, ahead, I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll just go ahead and start it off. I'll, I'll be the one to kind of to break the ice. <laughs> you know, my heart it's kind of like on the mess side, but you know, my brain I, I see the I see the six month you know roadmap. I say this is good that we have we at least have that. Um, we we have a direction, we have a vision. Okay, we we can expect these dates. This is what Stephen is saying. This is this is what he's promising. If we and if we can meet those dates, then I'm going to be pretty happy. Yeah, my heart sunk a little bit whenever I saw that. The end day will be delayed a little bit. Well, maybe not so much a little bit, but a little bit more than that. But um, overall, I'd I'd give it a a nice hurrah. You know, maybe like a six or seven out of ten. That's fair. Yeah. What about you, Plate? So I'll piggyback off that, but like I didn't I didn't see any issues. Like I, I 
from what I read in it, like it seemed normal. It seemed like a a director's letter of like everything it should have been. But I know a lot of people are pissed about it getting delayed in that. But I really don't see that that big of an issue. Like you're really gonna get the game. I would say two months after what they intended, you know, and holding developers to the higher standard and, and telling them or them telling us what they mean and, and say, you know, is a huge thing. But um, I've been burned so many times from what developers have said in video games. So, I mean, if they get close to that mark, I understand because the whole process to everything is like so much more. There's so much more going on in the background and, and, I know they're very, very eager, but very busy to push it. So um, whether they get it out on time, that's cool. But I mean, at least you're getting it before well, the people that, I guess, uh, can play. I know that they said October, but I mean, two months after that, that's not the end of the world, I don't think, you know, mm -hmm. two month, two month delay. But yeah, I'm okay with it. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't get too uh, rubbed wrong or anything. So right on. Hey, listen, I know, you know, you and I have been here for quite a long time, right? Mm -hmm. We've been yeah. dug in for a long ass time, man. Like a long ass time. It's a little bit of a different impression, right? That's not to downplay like these two and their perspective at all. Right. But uh, it's, it's interesting to see like you know, someone who, <laughs> someone who's like, you know, maybe been kind of like newer to the community and then like someone who's been there for like years just to see like what their, you know, what their gauge is on their excitement level and, how they might feel about it and how that may be different. We, we haven't been hurt enough, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It hasn't been as long of a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been hurt. <laughs> yeah, what I, mean, I, think, I think Wizzy and Chad actually summed up my feedback pretty well. Um, it wasn't optimal, but it's valid. Um, I think that's, that's a really, like, really solid way to put it. Um, you know, I had some chat with the with the community here, you know, off and on, and I can definitely see the perspectives of it being like, you know, a little more disappointing for those that were like really hyped and and maybe playing off the hype of the, you know, the like the exposure that Peon gave the team, gave the Intrepid team. But, I, you know, at the end of the day, the way I look at it, and I've said this in chat, you know, too, when I was talking with the community, I look at the fact that they had to go and totally rebuild the back end as a kind of a clock reset. So, you know, there were some people that said, Hey, you know, some MMOs have been in development X, Y, and Z. And, you know, just, this is just, you know, this is kind of an unacceptable delay. It's really disappointing. And at the end of the day, most MMOs don't stop and reset and rebuild their back end, right? At least that I've heard. Mm -hmm. They just kind of continue on and hope for the best. They try to like build and band-aid. But the reality is I think, you know, Steven is really committed to having this be as smooth as possible. And sometimes that means, you know, cracking a few eggs and disappointing, you know, some people in the community. But in the long run, um, you know, I I'm tending to be a little more forgiving with the dates now, knowing that, um, you know, knowing that the team is really kind of pushing hard to make something that is a game changer for the MMO genre, uh, you know, but that's not to say, you know, I, I would have liked to yeah. have hit full alpha one earlier, but the reality is, is, you know, you just gotta, you know, accept and be patient and just, this game will come out. I don't see this going the route of other 
MMOs that tried and failed and, you know, canceled before they even had a chance. I think that's, that's one, the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't want to name names, but I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, they're, they're still they're still putting in the time they're still you know trying to be conservative and you know they may surprise us or they may hit the dates um you just you don't know what you don't know and i think there's a lot of let's just say um you know backseat uh mmorpg developers that think things should be happening faster but i would rather they slow the pace down a bit get it right and have it be, you know, that much better off in the long run than, you know, try to rush just to kind of meet a, a demand. And I think one thing that was really solid about what Steven said in the director's letter that I'm, I'm hoping that the people that do read it, you know, that resonates with and they really internalize it is this is going to be a real alpha. There's going to yeah. be bugs. There's going to yeah. be that are broken. Right. I mean, I've had the benefit of being in some of those really like early closed alphas and they're they're not, you know, playable in the traditional sense. I mean, they're literally test builds. And in comparison to that, to what I've seen so far in what the team has built, there's a lot more that's going really well than some of those others that were in that similar stage. So I'm I'm confident that this is the right decision in terms of timing and and that you know there you know I would I would definitely mark this as a you know as an eight out of ten. Um, there's you know still some level. It's like oh man, I'm excited. I want this to be here sooner, but that's kind of tempered with you know a little bit of realism, knowing what I know about the project. So yeah. Well, I also think it's very telling that you know Stephen realizes that this is not a race; it's a marathon. So, and he's not afraid to slow down whenever he feels that he's, mm-hmm. his pace is a little too fast, right? Mm-hmm. He understands, he trusts his team to give him that feedback that he needs to make decisions. And he's saying, hey, we need more time. It's, a, it's going to upset you all. I'm sure that they realize that, but this is what's best for the game. And I mentioned that in chat, but it's, mm-hmm. if, it's for, if it is the best for the game, I, hopefully players are going to understand that. Um, hopefully they have that trust built by now, you know, from what Steven has said, from, you know, all the trust that he has built with the community so far. Um, yeah. You know what? We talking about the chat here. Uh, speaking of which, we have someone from our chat that actually left us a review on, on iTunes, which, by the way, for those oh, who nice. don't know, yeah, we've got like a giveaway going here in this community. I'm actually doing some pretty crazy things this year. Uh, there's there, anyway, you've got to just come hang out. I'm not going to blab a lot about, but, but whatever. Uh, but you can come check, you know, check it out, hang out here and like actually catch up on like what all the details are for that. But one of the, the essential ways to unlock one of the giveaways, um, which is I'm funding alpha two keys for people, or if they want to use the money for, you know, whatever they can use it for whatever. Cause you know, COVID we talked about that in chat. I saw somebody in chat mention that. And there's a tie into that with the creative director's letter as well. Um, but we got an iTunes review, five stars. And, and when we get to 100 five-star reviews, that's what's going to unlock one of those giveaways. And so if you're interested, you can't really like afford to get into pre-order anything. You want to be able to play at some point. It's an opportunity for those people. And it's just a way of me like thanking the community for what's been a pretty amazing and like highly supportive year from the community here. So it's my way of giving back. And uh, 
This was a great one. Ventharian, it's actually a guild member of mine. Uh, five-star review that says, uh, to my go-to for Ashes News and Theory Crafting. This podcast is a one-stop shop for great info. They keep up with uh, new developments in the progress of the game, discussing new facets and possible issues with revealed mechanics. The group approaches uh, news in varied, knowledgeable way uh, and even takes the time to uh, some guesses and theories on new directions the game might take. Their audience interaction is great and always entertaining. I would suggest the podcast to anyone interested in Ashes of Creation or in the MMORPG genre as a whole. Much love, man. Really appreciate it. And speaking of MMORPG genre as a whole, we have the other podcast looking for more 5 p.m. on uh, Thursdays right here. Um, and we talk about MMORPGs, game development, and gaming culture. Ashes comes up quite a bit, but we all also have other people that are you know covering different games and stuff like that that uh, – that, you know, we talk about the game news there and just overall what's going on in the world of gaming. Uh, we've got Gamer of Olden Times who gave a really nice compliment on Reddit, which uh, was really great to see. It said, love it. Always have a good time and discussion with you and the rest of the AOC uh, family. Much love to you too, friend. Uh, I want to really dig into the creative director's letter, man. I didn't want to forget about that before we get started because uh, usually I kind of get on that right away and I completely bypassed it. So quick save um let's look at the creative director's letter so there were a few things in here we got some Veiloon um renders of character models um we got discussion points around things we've covered here on the show uh notably uh the opening of the eu office in amsterdam um also they did talk about or steven did mention uh something i read in chat uh talking about you know let's not forget that COVID-19's impacted things as well um, they've done pretty well, but that has limited them on being able to actually move into their new studio that they moved to. Um, so the move is like they haven't officially really like moved in yet because they've been at home. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the development update. And uh, we're going to hit on that as well. Um, a lot of great things. And um, what was the main thing, you know, outside of dates? We can I kind of want to talk about dates, but, you know, when you kind of reflect on the letter as a whole, like, what did you feel like was the main takeaway? I think the dates are definitely there, but. Was there anything else? I, I would say probably the fact that they're being so open with the project and how alpha is, like you said, it's going to be a true alpha um, like that. I know it's in the beginning of the letter, but that like really set the tone for the whole letter, knowing that like, look guys, you know, like he's being honest with us, which, which is nice. You know, you can't really uh, fault the guy for that, you know? Um, but from then and then uh the Veiloon hair of what they showed with that that's looking pretty sexy <laughs> it's so realistic man i'm like what the yeah dude i'm like wow shit, how'd they dude. do that it looks awesome and the armor like holy hell look at this like yeah the armor we're showing it yeah. live like damn i mean not only that but like just everything that they've included it in terms of all of the videos whether it's the 4k footage the uh, the game showcases and then them kind of like giving us a summary of everything that they've accomplished over these past few months, uh, and then just and in twenty twenty as it's, uh, as a whole, um, we've just seen a lot of progress. Right, we got to see like our first look at some of the combat. You know, back in August, um, you know they were showing off some of those skill trees, which is incredibly exciting for a lot of us. You know, finally getting to see some like the passive. I mean, we didn't get to see like the actual abilities there. We saw like the the placeholder, which is really cool to see. So we're getting like a, a sneak peek into some of these things, which they included in their live stream. Talked about how they were working with you know different content creators to just get word of Ashes of Creation out to the masses. 
um, which we haven't, you know, seen too much in the past. They're, you know, Steven doing those direct interviews. It's been a while since COVID has impacted, you know, Intrepid Studios' ability to really kind of get out and market. Yeah. But um, just seeing that progress, them talking about, you know, progressing through like the Unreal Engine updates, that's always exciting. Yeah, see. that's big too. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I love seeing the progress overall. Yeah, I think uh, all of you hit like a lot of the major points um, for me. I mean, I know some of this art, Steven and the team have shared like in previous streams, et cetera. But, um, you know, I think it's just still impressive every time I see it, the level of detail they're going to and the concept art and the actual renders. Um, I think it was a really solid thing for them to shout out to the community at the start and all the content creators. Um, you know, that just, you know, it definitely speaks to me that they're, they're putting community first. Um, cause it's top tier in the letter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other thing that was interesting, um, and, and I, I actually, uh, remember Steven talking about this in the past, but the fact that he put it in the letter was nice too. He's like, guys, I want you just to take a step back. And look at the videos that we did two years ago versus what we're, where we're at now. Just to give people something real and tangible to look at, to say, look how much progress has been made. Um, and I think that was a good shout out to his team mm-hmm. uh, to say, look, we started at a really basic level. And even that basic, frankly, was enough to hype the crap you know, out of the community. It's true. But now look how much they've done since then. Now, I know not everyone has had the benefit of doing some testing. I know there were some missteps in the testing process. Um, you know, that those missteps actually helped the team learn and, re, you know, reset the clock in terms of the back end. Mm-hmm. But in terms of stability and the progress they've made there, plus the progress they've made with the art has just been phenomenal. And being able to kind of have them call that out just so you know, people that might have not had the history with the community can get that context, I think was a really smart decision. So I would, I would have to say that's really what stood out to me was that shout out to look how far we've come. So it gives people something tangible to kind of set the context in addition to just words. Cause I think words, I mean, Steven's very articulate, that much is clear, but being able to kind of see that physical evidence of, here's where we were two years ago now look how far we've come and the road continues to move forward i think that was just that to me was a real positive spin of of the letter and i think the other thing that was a wise decision though this is more along the lines of alpha and dates per se was was the nda designation yeah that's a huge thing too for me yeah because i i i personally thought it was a very good decision for them to keep any of their alpha one previews into an NDA situation. Um, I I think that just, you know, that just smart. Um, And I know that means that some aren't going to see as much upfront, but they're also committing to putting something into their live streams, which I think is also smart because they, are not completely locking out the community, which over the course of this year, outside of, I would say, the peon video exposure, mm-hmm. the fact that they've done these walkthroughs has really amped people up in the community because they see something live, they see the current client, they see things that they may not necessarily get to see in testing per se. So I thought it was really cool that they added that too. 
Yeah, it was a that was a really important thing because I know how many times I've said that to people over the years, right? Mm-hmm. Like go back and look at their Alpha Zero footage and then check out what what everything looks like now. I mean, it's a night and day difference to me, mm-hmm. right? It's just, yeah, yeah. Super I mean, the fact that they're in 4K now is insane. You know, <laughs> just, it's been a long time coming. You know, yeah. I've talked about the uh, oh man. Grunt tag in chat with five gifted subs. Got to say a big shout out to that homie right there. Thanks. Thanks a lot, buddy. Much love, buddy. Nice. He's a, he's a real homie. Um, yeah. You know, the, uh, yeah, it's just like, dude, I look back to like that time frame, and I remember having so many questions about what's the art style going to be like, ah, that was like one of them, you know, for me, for immersion, uh, uh, that's one of the things it just is like it, i want to feel like it identify i identify with it you know like the style the environment you know i want to live in a world when i'm when i'm actually playing i want to feel like i'm actually there and uh you know some of the stuff early on people didn't know what the art style was going to be like and we've started to get renders for you know cosmetics and then more variations mm-hmm. of like models for animals and and you know now the character you're just the character you're like geez I mean, yeah, it's, I'm it's happy. off the charts, man. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually a really interesting point. Like us actually getting um, the cosmetic renders in the game is actually quite significant, even if it's only for like cosmetic mounts and stuff. But they're fulfilling their promises, you know, that they made for the Kickstarter. So, like, we are able to see that hey, they are catching up to those things. Mm-hmm. So, and while you know, you know, all the other developers are doing those things in the back end, you know, the the, you know, the graphic artists, you know, the animators, like they're able to you know keep up and work on this stuff. So that's kind of important to notice for sure. Yeah, I mean, as a from a development point, when they create these these models, these these you know these character meshes essentially. Mm-hmm. and they have that then i mean now you're talking like okay now now we can just reskin these things and have different you know variations of these different creatures in different parts of the world and things like that so i mean you know from my perspective i see that and i'm like okay this this is a lot of uh you know these this is a lot being added to the world even though you don't really see it it's it's definitely what's happening you know it's mm-hmm. it's really good man it's been so good to see this stuff yeah, like if you look at the art, the second picture of like the bay, but inside the cove. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Dude, that that <laughs> just makes me think like, please put a node there. If that's in the game, please put a node there because that node would be so awesome for like yes, what my guild wants to do, but like what our whole like what I want to do in the game, you know, and especially with it's so open to the sea, you know, and you can control the ships coming in. You can have people on those rocks. You can have just like so many cool things just ready and waiting and ambush or whatever, you know, or. Yeah. Kind of just screams like a tortuga. My mind just runs. Right? Yeah, tortuga just, my <laughs> mind just runs. Code. Yeah, dude. <laughs> For Insane. sure. Insane. Yeah, that, yeah, that's it right there, dude. <clears throat> I know one like uh, thing that kind of stuck out to me towards the end of the letter was just like, you know, it's like, I think it's even like the last sentence, like, just says that, you know, Steven asking, you know, all of us fans just to remember that the developers, you know, they're spending countless hours, which is very evident on the Discord, mm-hmm. right? You can sometimes, like, you'll just see, like, they'll be active until, like, the, you know, deep parts of the night, Steven especially. But, mm-hmm. you know, these are people, too. So, like, whenever we're given our criticism, just remember there's a person on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want the best product in the end, make sure you're giving constructive criticism. Make sure that you're remembering that people are giving up time that they could be spending with friends, family, 
um, doing their own hobbies to make sure that the game that we receive is going to be the best game and that they can make. So uh, for sure, keep that in mind. Yeah, I agree with that too. I Duly remember, noted for sure, man. I remember those torrent, those times that were that were tough, man. And you know, and I look mm-hmm. back now, and I just remember like how that had to impact the devs, just like a lot of the negativity right. you would see. Yeah, you know, and it's infectious. Yeah. It really is. I mean, Steve positivity can't that. be too. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, Stephen even shared like how that was, you know, how like the morale like of the studio and stuff kind of was impacted by seeing that. So it's definitely right. true. You know, we look at like all the Alpha One discussion. It's just this is the big one that gave us these yeah. dates, man. <laughs> and uh, I was, man, I really wasn't sure. I wasn't really too sure. I made a guess. I actually made a guess with uh, the people in my community. And I said, I'm aiming between the 15th and the 20th. So hit it. But the outline of like what's being shared here is definitely different than what I would have anticipated. Um, Doing a pre-test, you know, one from December 18th to the 21st, everybody. Uh, This one will have an NDA. This will include all Braver uh, and Intrepid Pack holders. So it's basically Intrepid Pack holders and up. That's that's a lot of people. Um, so was that during the Kickstarter? When did they uh, Raver? When was that available? Yeah, like Raver is in the Raver of Worlds right. is the Kickstarter backer level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Intrepid Pack holders were after that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the think, one next. Okay. Yeah, I think Intrepid Pack holders was open for like eight months or so at some point yeah. before they they, they stopped uh, those sales. Yeah, it was a while. It was quite a while. Right. Was there like a, a price for that? Like a specific amount? 500 i believe 500. i think yeah. so i believe it was. Had the alpha one access yeah. pretty sure braver is 500 mm-hmm. uh but yeah so that yeah they had the different tiers and like you know you would you would have access to the alpha one but higher tiers above that like leader of men for example uh also had the access but you know some of those people and pi and things that you know people that backed at a certain level were yeah right kind of integrating yeah. people but this is a big and i mean the last known and shared testing that they have talked about included leader of men and PI. Mm-hmm. So now you're talking about a whole lot more people, <laughs> right? I, I actually, oh, yeah. my anticipation was that we would maybe see them slowly integrate more and more people like from mm-hmm. the, like the highest level to the lowest level, but include all sometime in the next year. But what I'm looking at here is like, no, no, <laughs> we're going to get to that part like a lot quicker. So I'm like, yeah, I get why you're not, why you're going to have an NDA in place for that. And I get why the next one, which is February uh, 19th through the 22nd. Uh, that one again, same thing, all bravers and Trevor pack holders, NDA. Yeah. I think that's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a lot of people, man. Yeah. Especially yeah. like if um that many people and Steven says it like right below that, like these are going to be for like stress tests. Yes. So if you're going to be doing stress tests, that's not really something that you might want to like have, you know, the public uh, viewing, mm-hmm. if you're intentionally trying to crash your servers, <laughs> it's not the best viewing experience. So right. uh, I, I'm sure I that agree. they are trying that on, the, on some spectrum just so they could see the load. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah. I don't think that that would be necessarily a bad thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, then they got the, uh, the, the, the next test period after the February one will be March 19th through the 26th. That's a week long. That one's no NDA. That will include all Alpha One testers and official content creators. I saw a little bit of people. <laughs> I saw some people going, "That's not fair that they get to go." I'm like, "Oh man, dude, 
everybody everybody's got an opinion on this sort of stuff like <laughs> mad because they can't get access it's like yeah that's what right. it is the salt man it is, it is it is a little bit we're gonna be real honest about it and everything uh now that one though is gonna be and no nda and it's still gonna be a pre-test right so all three right. of these are pre-tests now beyond that april 6th to may 6th is alpha one they called it alpha one uh, I'm assuming no NDA, just like the previous one. And yeah, this is a whole month, man. Yeah, it's uh, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so, Samir, do you think these will be persistent servers for that entire month? Or do you think mm. that it'll still be like kind of uh, at the whim of the developers? Yeah, I actually had this conversation yesterday. Um, I, from my perspective, the week long one, the one before that, and the right. one month long, I would say leave that up the whole time. And that, you know, probably the one week one, my my guess would be they're going to leave that up and then they're going to bring it down as they need to throw patches in or they might shut it down at a certain point in the night, work on some stuff, flip it back on. But if it's going to be on for a week, uh, I'm expecting you're just trying to, like, get as much data as you can on all the systems you got in there and yeah. and maybe you right, patch yeah. it, bring it down for a patch real quick here and there. But you're probably going to try to keep it up that whole week. And then I would say mm -hmm. same for the month. But the month gives them, a, I mean, it's like progressively you're getting towards a point in time where the goal, uh, ideally in my mind, is going to be, well, you want persistent servers. You want right. to get into that momentum of the servers are up. We bring it down for maintenance. We have a period of time we have maintenance and servers are back up and people are, and that's because that's what's going to happen when it's live. Right. So mm -hmm. I think, I yeah. think that's probably what I would guess is we're moving towards for that one month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to that. Yeah, because I think yeah. like especially if it's persistent, right? Players are going to be leveling up. They're going to be acquiring more mm -hmm. things, which caught, you know the nodes themselves are going to be uh, if nodes go up in this stage, right? So we don't know. I don't think we have confirmation if that'll be delegated to Alpha Two or not. Maybe you know, Smurf, but maybe not. Maybe you can't talk about it. <laughs> but if they're whatever system causes the servers to get more resources, right? Storage, I guess, if you want to say that, it causes more server load. So the more the longer it's running the more stress on the server. So it'll be a good, you know, um, thing to t thing for the developers to test, you know, as a persistent server, Pevern, sure. even if only for a month. Pevern, you're going to get my answer that everybody hates in the community, which they call me a tease for. be like, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I can't we'll confirm see. or deny anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny if I even know anything about that or, right. or anything at all. And people are just like, we hate you. And we'd be like, but I'd be really excited if I were you guys. Just, just right. say. <laughs> so what do you guys think is going to be in alpha one? Like what's the content and things you're going to have to. So what are you going to be able to explore? Or... Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, I would, I would assume that you're going to have the node system in because you want to test that. So your foundational system. Um, even Steven talks about on the uh, creative director's letter that a lot of things like quests, for example, around this point in time or placeholder, um, things right, like right. that. So I would think yeah. probably the caravan system, node development, yeah. um, the, 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 uh, the classes, the, I think that we're aiming for five in alpha one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, right here. so, uh, will we get to see that in the alpha one from April to May? At what point do they integrate that in? You know, is there going to be more testing after that? Um, I don't know, man, this is, these are just the goalposts we have. We've, we've got that one month, April to May, but I would right. think those things, hopefully a little bit more, 
um, um, you know, around like crafting and things like that. Um, a lot of the basics we would expect to see, but I would, I would think that would be a really good opportunity to get a lot of feedback on the combat uh, system. Um, that I think right. my hope is that we see a lot more of the combat system right. with those classes. Yeah. With ability. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Steven did like confirm like the, the five classes. I don't know if they'll all be there at the beginning of like the South one testing mm-hmm. or even the previews, but he did confirm them, which is kind of interesting. Were they the uh, classes that you were expecting? Um, so it was like the, the main, the, the yeah, mage off. tank. Yeah. It was the yeah. mage tank, the cleric, the ranger yeah. and the warrior, which is pretty interesting. So what do you all think about that? I mean, like the was fighter? That... Yeah, yeah, the fighter, fighter, fighter. fighter. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Fighter. Yeah. So, I think I would. I actually think that the fighter would be a good choice because we haven't seen mm-hmm. a true like just melee. Yeah, yeah. Just um, you know what I mean by like melee. Right. Take a mace. Like, yeah. Take a, you know any weapon you could think of like hardened armor. I mean all the all the good stuff you like about someone who's a warrior. We haven't really gotten to see that. Right. So that would be we, smart. Yeah. Seen a lot of that tank, right? Just just yeah. doing all the utility stuff, but just not outputting much. You know. I just so. mashing, not taking that. <laughs> You know, taking Just that hammer, in that bulwark coming up, <laughs> circling around. What yeah. the water hammer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna play a fighter or a tank, fighter tank, whatever I choose, mm-hmm. but something in there. So if I could see that, that'd be pretty awesome. I would love to see the fighter. I mean, there's like the only thing we've heard. About I would love it, it man. Wouldn't it? Yeah, we've we've seen that. I mean, the other. Don't get me wrong. The 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 cleric, the mage, the 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 ranger, the tank. That looks great. I, I I'm digging it all. Um, but I'm ready to see something new. Uh, for me, for me, so, something new. But <laughs> yeah. the fighters, like that one particular. It's one of those classes that's going to be significantly different. And just it would be right, great yeah. to see that. What right. they're going for all we've got is that one ability steven hinted at when he talked about the augmentation system and he talked mm-hmm. about how like uh yeah know, i know yeah like the charge and how if you like the modify, charge yeah yeah augment right, it with, like yeah. the mages thing blink and you get the you know something different um so just be cool to see what their their like skills are yeah, yeah. My, my my inner theory crafter is just like oh, let me see what we got i want to see <laughs> All the stuff, man. For real. Yeah, um, one thing I'm hoping. Yeah, one thing I'm hoping for definitely is going to be augmentation. I don't know what what level that's going to be in uh, Alpha One, um, but yeah. if they're talking about all the basic systems being in play, I'm I'm hoping that's what they consider part of the basic system. To me, it's bread and butter, right? Yes. To be well, see that yeah. progression. To be fair, I think. Um, if I read correctly on the wiki that the augments, I mean, it'll obviously come with your classes, which I think that they're saving for alpha two. Mm-hmm. So since I think alpha one only gives us to level 20, so we may have to, but I almost hope they do that as part, since this is kind of like a delayed alpha. Um, I would love to see like the augments come in because like so many of us are kind of just waiting for those augments just to kind of, kind yeah. of see which place that we actually can play right so that's like it has so much impact on so many decisions that we as players have to make so i would love to see that for sure even, yeah. even just like we kind of saw the beginning parts of it but like if we really get to like use it you know right like actually like i guess uh use the ui built around it because we've seen the ui yeah. we've seen the skill page we've seen how things uh you implement your abilities and change them and whatnot. Um, so I would love to just see, like, do that, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And Plus, some gives us a chance to break them, right? To break the yes. skills and everything. I want right. to break the shit. I want to break all <laughs> <Yeah>. the skills. <laughs> I want to break the skills. Right Where are my one shot combos? <laughs> right. Righteous hammer. I just want it. Give it to me. No, you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. excited, man. But you know what? Uh, I get it. I get if we don't get augmentation until closer to Alpha right. 2, because yeah. if we're uh, there's like so so much, right? People getting to see this. There's a lot of feedback they're gonna get as developers from the community, from the people testing it in the community. And then the data that they get from those different, you know, fights and the interactions that are mm -hmm. happening. We don't, I think right. would be sick would be like, can we just get like, we've seen up to what the town level and in, in uh, the live streams and stuff like that to right to the point where we can get a mayor and all that jazz and like right. in no right, housing yeah. and stuff like that. How cool would it be to like, they're like, oh, alpha one, we're going to boost this up to four and you get to see like the next node level or something that we haven't seen. Oh, yeah, dude. That would be nice. That's, just one <laughs> yeah. level, just one more up, just one. Yeah. And Another, so you mentioned craft. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, man. Uh, so you mentioned crafting and made me think of something too. I do hope that we do see some progression, like at least an idea of what types of professions are going to have crafting wise and some Ooh. progression systems there. I think that'll yeah. be good. I don't know if it's going to be basic or not. I'm, I'm expecting it'll probably be more basic, but I do hope they give us a chance to test that. Um, and I hope whatever happens in those early previews that they really nail down the stability so that we can focus a little bit more on content for alpha one proper but yeah that would be what would really be exciting for me to be able to see yeah go ahead please yeah i was just gonna say so like with that progression what level do you think we're gonna be able to experience up to are we gonna be like capped at level 25 or are we gonna be able to do one to 50 um you know what do you guys what's your thoughts on that as in combat level or artisan yeah com yeah combat level i would um, probably say 20 would probably be my guess like, yeah. because right. i think prior i think prior testing they've done ought to like what 10 10 yeah yeah i think prior statements have said alpha one is 20 so i'd agree with that yeah i think though even at level 10 it, it feels like you're starting to get a real grasp for your character you know yeah um so i guess once you hit 20 i'm sure it's like it's it's like double you know double impact and whatnot so it'd mm -hmm. be interesting the yeah skills, definitely all those additional skills that come with it too you know we got to see stuff <laughs> yep. um on the live streams and everything you know we got to see the skills and all that jazz and people have broken down the the videos and shown it you know the different skills and what they are and how we don't see some things that were in alpha zero but we see some things that were and things are a little different and we know like some of the uh some of the archetypes of classes got uh, a lot of skills added. I mean, specifically the cleric. I mean, the cleric got a whole bunch added. Um, so what yeah. do we see that's on the list up to 10, up to 20? Where do those right. come into play? Uh, how does that all, you know, vibe together in a in a larger group setting too? Um, mm -hmm. You know, we said uh, eight, eight person groups. Well, there's also that element of, well, keep in mind, it's, you know, 40 man raid. Mm -hmm. So... You know, we're going to see larger group systems at some point earlier on or not. And how's that going to interact and, and all that jazz? So, you know, that's some of the stuff I think about. Definitely. Yeah, and I would I would say the one thing that I think is another smart decision for them um, is is the classes that they chose to introduce, regardless of, you know, progression wise, where they are in developing the classes. I think getting some baseline around 
I, what's considered core in most MMOs, right? Your tanks, your healers, your melee, and your ranged DPS. I think that's good because definitely adding those other classes, you know, summoner, bard, you know, that's going to create, I would say, a new dynamic. And if they don't have it right now with that core set, it's going to be really difficult. I mean, not to say it's going to be easy to balance at all, but it'll be less difficult. I think to balance if they know, um, kind of that baseline is that strong. structure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I mean, so, it's... go ahead. I was just gonna say. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I was just gonna say. Yeah, you're right. Um, that fundamental part in the archetype of uh, in the role is like probably fundamental in in, I guess, creating the whole streamline of the game in terms of like your class and stuff. So um, I feel though that they can add or tweak, I should say tweak the the difference in the outside the, the Trinity, I guess. Um, but once they nail the Trinity and then they can really kind of add in those other classes and add in the, the scope of, of what they're creating with their whole dynamic. So mm-hmm. really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I was like thinking about, uh, some of what uh, Stephen had mentioned too, he had some discussion points around, you know, what what to expect, what not to expect in here. And I was like, let me see if I can find. There's a specific spot. Um, yeah, he said. All I know is he was like talking about like the difference between like the the term alpha, uh, and he was specifically like kind of talking about like uh, you know the the true alpha, which is you know the games in development. And this like right. kind of Eastern, the ugly side, right? And then like you know Eastern MMORPGs that are kind of brought over to West, and and how it's kind of like just really uh, reworking a few things and transitioning it so that it actually fits in here, you know, like maybe changing some of the dialogue and and things of that, you know, things of that nature. Um, and uh, he was you know specifying that uh, it it all seems really good when you go back and you look at the Alpha Zero and you see what it looks like now with the 4K, but <laughs> You ain't seen nothing yet. And I'm like, right. I mean, when he when you got the when you got him, he's I mean, he was really I mean, when he, when I read that, I'm like, you know, I know better than to read like affect or emotion in, in something. Right. But I, I know the difference between the creative director's letter where we just kind of got some bullet points that kind of hit on the stuff that's going on and like. I'm charging my fireballs. You know what I mean? Like that <laughs> felt like the latter, you know, yeah. totally fits. If you understand, cause Steven's a sorcerer. Right. Game. <laughs> yeah. I think like, uh, that's why so many people are so excited just to see it with no NDA. Cause like a lot of these showcases that they've shown us, right. A lot of this 4k footage while it looks amazing, right. The game looks yeah. amazing. It's, it's good to see like some of those combat, um, uh, just showcases, a lot of it kind of seems, I wouldn't say shallow, but just scratching the surface of like what is possible, what is there. Um, so I think, I think that's why some people are just disappointed that the NDA, no NDA alpha was pushed. But it does give us something to look forward to. And then hopefully Steve is, can provide us, you know, a little bit in that time between up and leading up until the uh, no NDA alpha. Like you mentioned, he would in the letter. So yeah, like you're still getting it. It's just a few months after. Yes. Yeah. yeah isn't the end of the world. Yeah, you know. people just want that meat, though, right? I know, I know. It's hard. We've been waiting for so long. We've been, you know? we've been, we've been getting teased so much, right? Yeah. I know. It's, it's oh hard, God. man. Right. People in my chat talking about clip it. Don't. 
<laughs> so what do you guys think um like what races do you want to play in the alpha if you, if you could choose or i know all of them's probably the answer but um what do you guys think is going to be playable i'll let these two go first you know <laughs> i mean if i had any choice i would love to play either like the tolnar or the renkai just because i'm probably Even going with to the rework with the tolnar i know they're doing that the whole rework. thing well that's the thing i don't i don't know what the rework really fully is so i, know, I'll I see know. that and then just because i'll probably be playing either a rogue or an uh a ranger i think that you know especially like the this whole market fit very well with either of those renkai i think you know if it's like a very you know probably like a bulky rogue maybe but still very strong with like melee yeah abilities so i would definitely want to take uh travel with those and then just the backstory for each sounds really interesting to me so especially like that eastern style uh back right back yeah yeah i love that I love how they incorporated that into there. Oh yeah, look, go on, go on, Daedalus. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> I'm probably gonna bore a lot of people because I'm like, I like the humans, guys. At least you didn't. No, but <laughs> well, okay. So that, that now here's the second part of the disappointment. Uh, I like the elves, guys. But wait, there's more disappointment. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. You know the uh, but wait, there's more is usually used in those like commercials where they're trying to hype you up about something they're trying to sell. You're doing you're actually wait, like there's more. But there's more <laughs> wait, disappointment. Yeah. Here we go. Go ahead, please. No, but honestly, like if if I have a chance to try some of the other races, the ones that do really excite me, surprisingly, are the orcs. Because yeah. I've, you know There you go. Full disclosure, I've been like a WoW player, you know, since launch, mm -hmm. and I've never wanted to play like Horde because I just thought I didn't like the art style for the orcs and the trolls and all that. But being able to kind of see the different cultural influences that they're going for, I'm really excited, you know, like uh, TSG is saying, that mm -hmm. the Eastern influence on the orcs seems like a really interesting thing yeah and so i am thinking of that but i mean my go-to in other mmos has always been like you know more more of the traditional i would say human elf type but it definitely it's encouraging me to branch out to kind of see how they're doing it um in, in ashes yeah Which, i really I think like that's admirable yeah yeah i really like how they all have that um backstory of something from mm -hmm from history so makes it really engaging and stuff mm -hmm. well and i think that like both of you all just made like two really good points right <laughs> one it's pulling someone in just engages you if you you know might belong to that type of you know race religion you know creed whatever it may be that maybe you could see something like familiar in the game and then what daedalus was just saying well maybe he wants to try something new so i think that it's kind of like appealing to both you know personality types some that want to explore some that just want to fall back into the familiar which is really i think smart of the developers um, i don't know if they right. were like planning it out that way but i think it'll work out really well for all around yeah yeah all right it, it, all right sam it, 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 you yeah come on sam. <laughs> lay it out for us <laughs> imperium elves because <laughs> Oh, don't be disappointed. Thumbs down in chat. Thumbs down in chat. Look please. at me in no, real life. Do you, look at my ears. I mean, you could pull off a bird too. <laughs> okay. What do you mean? You're an orc. I don't know what you're talking I, about. I can see a red kite happening right here. Yeah. 
Although yeah. to be fair, little, I'm totally gonna have a Renkai alt for sure. Like yeah, Renkai yeah. Orc or like my, they seem so good. Like Bushido, it's all I I was saying forever <laughs> ago. Bushido was like super gonna influence it, and then it you see like some of the concept art and like some of the cosmetic stuff. And I'm like, yes, but listen, don't hate on me. There's reasons. <laughs> I have reasons. Okay, all right, and these aren't Hopefully. the. These aren't the elves yeah. of the Elder Scrolls Online, right? You don't know that they're asshats. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. We can just assume they are. <laughs> assumptions, you know, based on facts and evidence, don't judge. All right. And, All right. and with that being said, though, there's like this whole Imperial thing. Like, what are the the Imperial Flames? It doesn't come from Ashes of Creation. It's, my, it's what I call my subscribers now. It's actually mm-hmm. in line with my whole universe I've got that I'm writing books for eventually, but things keep delaying it. And so when I saw oh, that, shit. I was like, Imperial Elves, I was like, oh, shit. I just want to say that Looking back in history, they seem like asshole. Or uh, I don't know why I can say that. <laughs> they, they seem uh, not the greatest people no, because I'm pretty sure they uh, they uh, they waited for the Kalar Empire to basically obliterate each other. Then they went and conquered them. So smart Look, tech, you know. Look, that could be. You don't <laughs> I know who props, but <laughs> you don't know. You don't know if there's not more history. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, <laughs> you can't take the little snippets and say you know it all. You just don't. And also, you usually can cuss on this channel, but when you're talking about the Imperium Elves, no, you can't. Very, they're very unkind. Okay, okay. I have to say Sorry. though, they do look the coolest elves <laughs> I've seen yet since Lord yeah. of the Rings, probably. Mm. Yeah. Okay. In chat look man I, I i've been very tempted to the both of both of the sub races of the the orcs actually super vibe man because you've got the <laughs> renkai that are like this whole bushido kind of like vibe going on and then you, yeah, get, you the, do get that right yeah. and then you got the vet yeah, and it's like bushido. we're star children and you're going like right. at least for me i go these are not the orcs of games i've played no right? yeah. Definitely yeah, so mixing it up. Very, very interesting to me. Speaking of Yeah, that's what I like. The Vec has some depth, man. I really yeah. like that. Well, even it's the dwarves, cool. they're switching up like the Nikua. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Oh, yeah. the, you know, the thought of it, right? Breaking stereotypes, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares, <laughs> that's, that's dude? Cool. That's so cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. Love it really is. Well, it's like they, they stick true to one. Like, you know, the Rinkai is almost like that traditional orc. Or like, you know, you have the Empyrean Elves or, you know, the humans. Well, they're just right. always boring. And then you have like the Nakua or sorry, yeah, the Janir. Look- just like that. <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> but then you have the Janir, which is like, you know, that classic dwarf. But then they just, they blow out all of our ex- expectations with this other playstyle you can also engage with. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, we, we did. And, you know, speaking of the Tolnar too. I know how people get in, in Discord in the ashes of creation of official Discord about it. Y'all need to chill out, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do. Right, but here's my thing: like, I they seemed a lot more with the concept art we used to have. They seemed way mm-hmm. more like reptilian, sort of like yeah, reptilian. right. And so I'm really curious because we haven't really seen what they're going for now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was silhouettes before. I mean, there were like sketches right. and stuff, but not like any kind of awesome dude. Yeah. They were so cool. Like, I, I, whenever I, whenever I see a Tolnar, I want to like 
see a beast like creature that has you yeah. know you know that also is like has those abomination and like he's got, yeah like he's just yeah, like, well, terrifying or inspiring but not cartoony right i don't want it to look anything that's like, what i hope they don't go furry you know i, really I, I want to see a beast whenever i see a pulma right dude, the thing right. the claws oh, right the, i want to be monster, intimidated beast, yeah. <laughs> dude that's a good point dude all right if we got can you imagine look what they've been rendering with the Veiloon, man can you imagine if they did oh, like yeah. some werewolf yeah. sort of looking oh, like yeah. oh <laughs> dude it's gonna get crazy if they actually go yeah. super in depth if they go more animalistic, I would really like that. I'd probably prefer it, but because mm-hmm. they could with the hair, even of what they're doing with these guys. I mean, imagine like fur, you know, what they can do with fur and that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you said werewolf, I'm just like, boom, you know, like a bear wolf kind of mixture of, oh, dude, I might a have to bear. change, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but you were just, you were just spouting off and chat and hear about how like orc or bust and now you're like flipping so quick like come on man no 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 where's your dedication <laughs> come on i'm just i'm just saying orc will forever be in my heart man i don't know man i don't know man it's mm-hmm. like you know i don't know where you really stand anymore can i really <laughs> trust you it's hard <laughs> <laughs> who knows man like uh-huh. i i if if the tonar look really good i might be like oh because for fun imagine if they look just super beast like with a lot right. of variations and they looked as detailed as those models like ooh especially yeah. they look really good and then like depending on what you choose like more reptilian maybe you have more scales so you get a little bit of extra like stamina or something like that that'd be kind of cool you can kind of like slightly play around with it maybe um maybe the developers don't want to go that far with it but it would be cool would be sick man dude so i i also want to like touch on something we're going to kind of like sidebar here to our last episode we were talking about guild feature features and functions and things that are just like best practices in an mrpg um what would we think that we wouldn't want to see then miss and uh we had some chat and so there was actually a q a that uh in the last live stream there was a question and answer will the where there'll be a guild audit log in game and the answer was one thing that steven said one thing I could not stand as a guild leader in previous games was when you logged in and had no idea what changed. You will have logs for deposit logs, promotions kicks, joining leaving, and more. See how that and more is a little bit better, Davis? That's mm-hmm. the kind of direction we go with this. Anyway. All right, I get you. <laughs> but uh there was also uh, one point on combat I thought was pretty interesting that I somehow kind of missed, actually. Um, question was, can tab abilities be changed into action abilities and vice versa? Answer, some abilities when advanced can provide additional targeting mechanics. But no, there's no direct switch between action tab. We don't want to mess up someone's experience based on what they expect from an ability. Now, I think the targeting mechanic thing they've mentioned in a lot of the uh, uh, like the tool tips for the alpha uh, zero skills we've seen before. And a lot of that was like uh, like altering uh, the like your target's uh, focal point. So like dropping or adding what they're targeting, essentially like that. So that's like I when I read that, I thought that's what maybe we're tying into. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if that actually, uh, you know, it's a little bit different or not. Than what they said yeah i got a little confused on that because mm. um if you guys remember like i think it was two 
streams ago where uh, Steven was doing the combat mm-hmm. and he was fighting those little like uh, little birds or whatever they were. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you just hit X and you switch the combat. And I'm like, oh, okay. But then he puts out that and I'm like, wait a minute. So can you not do that for that? Was that just for that ability or was that? So I got a I little bit like misconstrued. A cycle between the tab and the, the action combat abilities. Yeah. And he was also he saying that some changed could... one ability. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. Well, I think it even like, can, can a tab ability, if advanced in the skill point tree, be changed from a tab to an action target, right? Yeah. That's what the question was. Yeah. Or even, yeah. Like, yeah. Makes you wonder about augmentation later, too. Yeah. 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 That's where my mind goes on that. I just can't I see it all in action. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like everybody would just do tab targeting, wouldn't they? Because um, you can't miss. Ah, man, it's that risk reward perspective, isn't it? Though, like someone's yeah. really good at skill shotting or something. Mm, I know some people in the community that are. Yeah, that's right. I'll, yeah, I'll go in ahead we'll and say it. it. D Phantom. She got to run and hide. Hope someone else takes him out. <laughs> he's, he's he's good. He's got skill, man. He does with, yes, with those types of does. skill shots, man. That's his jam. It's his thing. So I could see mm-hmm. him going because for him that that would totally vibe at least. Right. Unless his uh his you know play styles change, which I'm gonna go with probably not. I feel like I know him well enough mm-hmm. to know better than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one interesting thing to like think about, like with uh, especially with you know abilities like stealth, you can break the tab target. You can line of sight people who are trying to mainly use tab mm-hmm. target. Um, so those will have an effect. Um, whereas with you know the free action, you, you shoot it and it goes in a straight line. If they happen to pop back out. Well, they might get hit. The same with stealth. Um, mm-hmm. If you shoot like an AOE down, that's that's not necessarily tap yeah, target. It'll yeah. still hit that person in stealth. So there will be disadvantages and advantages to uh, to both systems. So. Right. Yeah. Man, you know that uh, <clears throat> actually brings me into a point. I'm gonna I'm gonna shift gears and then I'm gonna come back here uh, mm-hmm. because this gave me uh, like on Ashes HQ. Right. We've got forums over there and sometimes I pull topics from there and this actually ties into stealth. So I just want to kind of get your your ideas around this one. Right. It's from one of my community members. Happy Meal said, uh, you know, super speculative at this point. But what are some of the strategies that people have for protecting an open world content run? Off the top of his head, he said, I can think of traveling caravan an abundance of found resources or dungeon raid run that will uh, need teams. He's thinking of a few, like a character with a stealth component at the entrance for raid and dungeon, a rear guard team. Um, so what do you all think about the use of stealth? And then also, we've seen an APOC how stealth looks. Yeah, it's that like kind of blurry predators thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think is like a really good use of stealth as it could be in, in Ashes? Like, what would you like to see? I think I think that they, you know they talked a long time back and it's it's from one of their more CGI type videos, but it was like being able to kind of coordinate like a stealth run on a relic, you know, in a in a node or in a castle. I think that would be really cool to be able to do with stealth. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously you know if they continue along the lines of there's that kind of not totally invisible stealth. I think that's going to be where they balance that out. Um, you know, I think that would be a really cool use of it to be able to kind of have stealth teams that go in um, to be able to wreak havoc on a node. 
Um, for sure, yeah. So like, so infiltration, espionage, yeah, definitely that'd be like a really strong use. Scouting ahead. I mean, maybe if you stick in the forest, maybe it's harder to spot you. I've watched like several of those APOC videos, and if people are at any like considerable distance, it's incredibly hard to spot someone, even if they're moving. You have to be like looking for it and in the direction of where they're at. Um, so scouting, you know, incredibly important. Uh, rear guard, like you said, Sim. Um, you know, send people back in the rear guard, just keep yeah. an eye, like a lookout. Um, so assassination attempts, if you just like see a group ahead, you see like their forward, you know, attackers come up, Hey, you sneak behind, try to get like three or four rogues to get those, those uh, healers out of the, the equation, right? Those support functions. So, man. And so here's how I would like to see stealth. Yeah. I, I'm going to tell you all, like, here's my preference. So I've seen stealth in different games, like, you know, World of Warcraft's like being able to like mm -hmm. banish and, and stealth that works like that. But depending on how like a rogue in World of Warcraft was spec, like you could be right next to him and have no idea. Right. Versus, you know, if they weren't spec very well for, you know, stealthiness, like you get close enough and they'll you'll be able to see him like kind of faintly, but you see him. So I like that. In the Elder Scrolls Online, they also have that whole, and this is very uh, specific to the Elder Scrolls like series in general, though, is they have the eye reticle, and and when you get uh, when you're when close, it fully opens, yeah, yeah, when it fully opens, it shows that you're visible and they can see you. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like their awareness of you. And then when you like reflect on how um, stealth works in like the Elder Scrolls Online, like you can go around as anybody and be stealth because you can crouch and that system's part of the game or whatever. But I would like to see something that's kind of like in between, like full stealth, no predator cloak mm -hmm. look, um, like you saw in APOC. But maybe like when you get closer to them, you start to sort of have like a, now you can kind of start to see them and they, right. and then to where you're right next to them, it's like, I see you. Like, I think right. that would be cool. I think that would be really cool. Would you, would you like to see like, um, not necessarily weather effects, but maybe weather effects, but like lighting have like any like play on that? Like if you're in the lighting, maybe it kind of decreases your your stealthiness. Maybe you have like a stealthiness level or like a, you know, a score yeah. or some such. Yeah. You know, hearkening back to like the D&D, you know, days. Yes. If you're in the shadows, you're more stealthy. If you're in the light, you're a bit less stealthy. Right, yeah. Yeah, so really like that would bring a lot of strategy mm -hmm. to it for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that, that raises a really good point. I'm going to say this before I forget it too. So talking about uh what i talked about is like how i'd like to see it right. um i also think that it would be cool to see that you could uh put skill points in to further increase um like how like or you know to kind of talk about the gap like maybe i can get much closer because i spec a certain way or i have skills that allow me to do that and that's like part of the risk reward well now i'm like taken away from maybe some assassination element that i might have or poisons or something like that um so i'd like to see that the weather component ties into another point we're going to talk about, which is really good. And I would say yes. And the reason I'd say yes is because of the answer on this question, which is the question from the live stream said, when a character's clothes are affected by the environment, is it just cosmetic or will it affect the player's resistances? And the answer was no. There's climate effects from a buff standpoint using Frostbolt in a winter climate will cause it to be stronger, for example. So... I would totally like to see a vibe like that as well as day or night play into mm -hmm. a rogue. I just think it would be a cool risk reward scenario. Not only is them, but somebody mm -hmm. traveling or whatever. So. Yeah. And I think it gives like um, a really nice balance to those buffs and hopefully debuffs. Right. So like in a, in a war, like cold climate, well maybe if you get a frost 
damage buff, you'd hopefully get a fire debuff. Although you would think the fire would get be stronger in the nice area, but that's that's not the point. Hopefully, like the you know the melee classes that don't use those um, would also have like some type of you know balancing act for it. Um, rogue being in the darkness get a little bit you know stealthier. Yeah. So it'd be interesting. Yeah, and I think it'd be nice too to have like the counterplay because the the team has talked about before, like you know, you're everybody is going to have some sort of utility. So it would be interesting to see how they offset that with classes that can detect stealth mm-hmm. um, or detect sure. invisibility. I think that would right. be cool too because again, it doesn't become what we've seen in you know other MMOs that shall not be named, kind of a gank fest you at least have some options, right? If you're in a group of people, right? Still 1v1, there's still going to be those scenarios, but like being able to have another character that has more awareness look out for the team, I think is a good counterplay and it's going to make, you know, it's going to make strategy much more important versus an I win button of having stealth or, you know, Mm -hmm. opposite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, I would even like to see it like, Maybe you can even equip an item to be able to see them for like necessarily like, p- people don't don't have like the ability or whatnot. They can't like survey the the battlefield or look into a different like lens or something that they can equip it and it's like it it opens the veil, you know, almost. Or you can see them maybe like a rough, I guess, outline of their shadow or something a little bit more. So it's not totally given in a way, but you can kind of get some insight into where they might be and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but that and too, and also like during stealth and how, what breaks your stealth mm-hmm. and also like what you can do in stealth, pickpocketing, uh, lock picking. Can you go in and to people's like, uh, can you go into the the node itself and go into the castle or go into the guild halls and like go in and lockpick their chests and take stuff out of their chests? You know, like I know that that'd be a huge thing and it'd kind of be hard to always protect against that. But um, during like a raid, maybe that that opens that that avenue up for that. So it would it would make it really interesting if like it caused interactions that you had to take with the game, right? Maybe you had to hire some elven guards because they can. Those elven NPCs can pierce through stealth, right? Like with their eyes. They have true sight or something. Right. So that'd be kind of like interesting. I know that's going really deep into like, you know, game design. But like having like those types of things in the game, it makes it interesting, right? It makes the mayor, the mayor's decisions have weight to them, right? So it's kind of cool. Right. Yeah. And it can be leveled up like at the military node or something like that. Yeah. You can, you can train them. I think like guard, like guards in a node have different stages right going from like a novice up to like an elite so yeah, yeah for sure empyrean guards gain true sight at the top tier or whatever that'd be cool that's right yeah. yeah that'd be very cool hell yeah yeah i'm sorry i was like excited about that possibility that'd be fantastic yeah that would we're gonna have to push, we're gonna have to push <laughs> out the chain he's steven <laughs> we came yeah. up with a good idea hopefully he's watching you know i actually want to ask you guys something we've talked about this previously uh related to crafting but talking about stealth and like like a plate said about an item maybe that you could have that you could have that would allow for like maybe to detect or something so the elder scrolls online now has you know this is something they've done for a long time in the elder scrolls games which is their their uh alchemy systems like ridiculously great and 
um, a lot of combinations and how you go about all of that. Anyway, it's a different conversation, but the main point is like you can come up with a lot of different combinations uh, with multiple effects for different types of potions and, and things of that nature or elixirs. Um, so, uh, and we know that, you know, the, the crafting systems, gathering systems, like trade, like being an artisan is meaningful. You can, you could do them all. Yeah, but you cannot do all of them top notch. You're going to be a master at one thing, but the other trees, sure, you can get them up there, but you're not going to be the top dog on, on all of them, like just one. So you have to choose wisely what you focus on. And so, you know, with trade being such a, uh, an influential and very important pillar of the game's uh, design, what then uh, would we see in, in regard to like alchemy as a profession, what would we want to see that makes that artisan class like so meaningful when you master it, right? Like how good is it going to be for that, you know, trade and would you want to see something like stealth detection pots and stuff like that? Um, I, I think mean, I so. Guess, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as long as you're like you're balancing, right? You get stealth detection pots, but you also have invisibility pots, which opens up some of the other you know archetypes mm -hmm. to kind of get a taste of that. It would be limited in time, maybe and in strength, but um, I think as long as you're balancing like what you're offering, like here you take this and then you you, you sell it to one side here you get invisibility now and you sell it to the other side hey now you can see those people that are using invisibility right i mean it lets them play both sides but you know you kind of even the playing field while offering people the option to use those you know things in different situations i would agree with you on the on that as well and i think it's important uh like you were saying sim for crafting to be meaningful and that's something that we consistently heard from the team that's what they want to do having meaning behind really specializing i mean there's there's maybe a market for you know folks that are more generalized and that's okay but if you really want to excel you're going to need to invest time so i want that to be meaningful in terms of time spent if i'm really wanting to be one of the best alchemists on the server i want that reward to be you know really um along the same level as the time that i've invested not to say that it's going to be so OP that it's unbalancing, but at least it's it's something that I can really strive for and attain versus other MMOs that I've seen um, that have always been, you know, crafting is kind of like a nice to have for the most part. It's like it's helpful. It may not necessarily be essential. It really depends on the game, but it just feels like there's no real um, emphasis on how, how specialization can differentiate you. And I think that's another thing that's, I think, really super important to the team that I'm excited right. about is not only the crafting, but the classes and being able to differentiate who you are as a player by different things that you're doing with how you, you mm -hmm. know, map out your progression, be it fighter class, be it crafting class. Yeah. Well said. Um, I would also like to see, uh, to go further in the alchemy bench, I would like to see like uh, ways you can kind of counteract the stealth too, um, but also just do like poisons for the rogue because I think alchemy works really hand in hand with the rogue for crafting. But also you can do like um, affinity or you can do um, 
charisma potions to be able to help you like speak Mm -hmm. better or whatever and and open up avenues of dialogue that you didn't normally have. Um, I think that that could go a long way. And I think once you get to that master crafted level of the alchemy, you know, like those potions are like so um, influential in the game that getting to that master crafting level, like you can really, really like the influence and the importance it has in the game now is just like almost second to none, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's spot on. But I like what Diablo said about um, just specializations. Like, WoW did it kind of well early on, right? You had your, you know, your people who focus on making, I don't know if it's like elixirs, but like if you specialize into that, like potion making maybe, you could proc it and get like additional ones. Same with like um, certain transmutes, you could proc additional transmutes if you specialized into that. I think it'd be really cool, like whenever you just look at all the different, you know, arts and paths and then professions, like maybe your tamers can specialize in a specific type of, you know, creature and they, you know, they get better stats when they find them or they can find the unique stats for those types of creatures. And then you can kind of spread out as you look at all the different professions and just see what types of specializations are possible. And it adds a lot of depth to that system and builds uh, not only just identity for the people that are going in there, but it builds demand as well, which is always, it's very important, right? Yeah, and one thing about crafting that I'll I'll say too, um, you know, consistently what seems to be happening in other MMOs like let's say World of Warcraft is right. is oh, RNG. Man. Yeah, I, I mean RNG has a has a part in that, and I just really hope if you're investing the time in getting top tier crafting, that mm-hmm. RNG has little to no impact um, on. Yeah you as a player because that is so frustrating like i remember um, leveling an alchemist to get to like the transmute specialization or whatever it was and the fact that it you know (laughs) there were peaks and valleys of it proccing was so disappointing to me i mean even in the latest expansion there was something you could um you could get as like the i guess the alchemy specific thing and even the effect you can get out of it was random and it generally didn't necessarily you know it wasn't always a good random um (laughs) so i I would have to say that that to me was just disappointing it's like you work all the way you do this special quest and what you get is kind of lackluster i just hope they really double down to be able to give y'all something meaningful with crafting and have it be as far from RNG as they possibly can do it. Right, right. You know, mm-hmm. Basil isn't here today. He'll be back next week, but <laughs> he isn't here. If our if our social bunny was here today, he would uh he would be getting kind of low, y'all. I can I sense it. I sense the spirit of the social bunny. <laughs> I do really good at staying serious sometimes, but sometimes it's tough, man. Uh, but you know, I gotta say, man, as a the art for the phoenix on that, can we just say for a minute, isn't that fucking adorable? Like the little, the little, the little chick in the in the ash, and then he's like getting bigger. Yeah, it's a, that was like I saw that, and I was like, I was like, I was like fifty percent as hyped for that as I was like all weather. Like honestly, I was like, right? Oh, so damn good, man. <laughs> it was like great, and uh, you know what's really great about the Phoenix? Well, my name's Phoenix, and I've been going through a rework of my brand right now. It's actually happening now, 
And boy, the stuff that I got has got me lit. I'm getting ready to make assets for this show. Uh, whether or not we'll get it by episode 100, I don't know. But they're going to try it. The team I got working is really good. And I'm really happy with them. And uh, so with that being said, a uh, lot of cool things to come soon. Not only for this channel, for this show. And uh, one of them, aside from the Alpha 1 uh, test dates that we got coming up is Stephen is going to be here for episode 100. Uh, and uh, shout nice. out to Maggie for making sure that the messages got through because he's super busy and it doesn't always doesn't always go through. Um, so he will be here uh, to to visit us for the 100th episode. Uh, he's always been really good to this show and a lot of other communities as well. He uh, will be by. Um, don't expect the discussion to be. Uh, the straightforward Q&A that we've done previously where we've just taken all the community questions and just hammered them with a bunch of questions to get all the info. Um, expect this to be a little bit more going back to the origin story and kind of asking some things that we really haven't as a community asked him or the team before. Um, so if you're interested in contributing to those conversations, make sure you're in this Discord. I'm only pulling from this community Discord this time. Um, I want to make sure that the at least some of those questions and thoughts are brought into the show because it's a very special 100th episode, man. And I want the people that have been dedicated to this show in this community to be the people that I bring in and, and pick the questions from. So if you're not already, make sure you're here. Um, and also, if you don't already sh uh, follow the show Twitter, uh, follow us on uh, Twitter at Ashes Pathfinder. Just no S, just Ashes Pathfinder can shoot us a mail to uh, shoot us a message on the show at ashespathfinders at gmail.com. You can call in to the show number at 1-539-664-6801. And of course, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you'd like to see us bump the algorithm up over there. Um, and friends, before we sign off, let's let our Pathfinders here on the show shout out their content, where they're at, where you can find them. We'll start with Plate. All right, so you guys, um, thank you all for coming. It's been a pretty fun show. Thanks for having me, Sim. Um, can't wait to do the next one. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on Twitch. Uh, plate underscore OP is my tag. Um, also, I am on YouTube uh, at uh, Brimstone Gaming. I'll put it all in chat and I'll put a link in there so you guys can get that. But um, follow me on there. Also, um, I'm on Twitter at Gaming Brimstone. Just reverse it. Uh, if you guys want to tweet me and, and chat there. Thanks. Awesome, man. Tavern side, man. Yeah, I just want to echo the sentiment that Plate said. Uh, thank you very much for the invitation. I always love, one, just watching your stream. And it's always an honor being able to join you all, seeing everyone getting, you know, super excited in chat for the game. So thank you for that. Appreciate but uh, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube at Tavern Side Gaming. Same for Twitter. So if you know, uh, yeah, go check out the content. I have a game show coming up. So if you ever watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire as a Kid, you know, growing up, we're doing an Ashes of Creation style. Who wants to be a millionaire? But we got archetypes. We got class skills. So it's going to be fun. So keep cool. an eye out for that for sure. Awesome. And Daedalus. Oh, and just another great conversation. Thank you guys for joining. Thanks to the community for participating. You can find me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash Ashen Herald. Right. And the show might be over, but I just want to. Say one more time, remember, whether you're here on the round table, whether you watch on YouTube, whether you listen to this on any of the places, um, whether you leave a comment or you chat with us live, remember when you 
engage in the show and you carry the torch for ashes of creation you two friends are a pathfinder and if you're looking to join the show just hit me up in discord that's our show friends have a great week take care of yourselves stay safe out there we'll see you again next week for episode 97 friends have a great week see ya see y'all have a great day